This is a marketing communication. Please refer to the key information document or KID before making any final investment decisions. Investing involves risk. The value of an investment and the income from it may fall as well as rise and investors might not get back the full amount invested. Past performance does not predict future returns. The mention of any particular security or strategy should not be considered as a recommendation. For further information on the Alliance Technology Trust, please go to www.alliancetechnologytrust.com. Hello and welcome to Silicon Valley Bite Size, an update on the tech sector from Allianz Technology Trust. I'm John Cronin, standing in for regular presenter Cherry Reynard. And for this episode of Bite Size, I'm joined by Mike Seidenberg, fund manager of the Trust. Mike, it's great to have you on the show. Well, it's great to be here in London and in person, so uh, uh, great. Well, I'm looking forward to having the opportunity of uh, chatting with you and putting some questions on on a really important subject yep. as well that we're going to focus on today. And and that's the, the issue facing the technology sector, society more broadly, um, of cybercrime and cybersecurity. Mike, I know you've touched on this thorny subject in previous podcasts, but let's spend some time getting into the weeds of the issue now. And I want to set the scene first. US President Joe Biden has identified cybercrime as a core national security challenge. Other governments, national security agencies have issued similar warnings. So how big is the cybersecurity problem? You know, there are times when governments say things and you kind of you know, roll your eyes. And there are times when governments say things and you're like spot on. This is a spot-on scenario. Um, if you want to just kind of think about the scenario of the world we're living in today, you know, I always give the example, it's no longer, you know, 10 women in a room trying to break in to break into, you know, a corner store from a cyber perspective. These are well-funded organizations from nation states, extremely sophisticated um, that really have a goal to extract information and to use it as a competitive advantage. And the way they go about doing that really requires a new a, a new framework for companies with respect to cybersecurity. It's really this layered approach um, in thinking about thinking about the problem. So I don't think you know here again you know. I think this is you know, this should be a priority uh, for countries as they think about you know th- the world we're living in today, which is a much more digital world to begin with. So this is this is big, isn't it? And it, and it has implications for, uh, as you've already uh, indicated, for, for for businesses, for governments, for individuals. Let's just go into that a bit more detail. What are the challenges, the problems that individuals face in this instance, in the first instance? Yeah, you know, from an individual perspective, and I'll tell you a funny story uh, about what happened to me the other day, but uh, let's do that just a a little bit later. But let's just think about your daily life and how digitally oriented it is. Many of us, you know, no longer have an alarm clock. We wake up with this great thing called the iPhone or a smartphone, depending on... It's guiding our lives every day, isn't it? Um, So, you know, I always remind myself, digital is great and digital presents an opportunity for cybersecurity breaches. Um, And 
it doesn't matter whether you're a consumer, a business selling to consumers, or a business selling to business. People are more digital, and businesses want to meet their customers where they where they want where, where they want to be. And in many cases, that is a digital, whether it's an app, whether it's a website, et cetera, et cetera. So, I think that you know, or or, or as you envision the world we're living in, cybersecurity really kind of bounces to the top uh, because of how dependent we are on the products and services that are delivered digitally to us. Um, that's probably just becoming more more relevant, not less relevant. So, you know, we need to take a high degree of protective measures in order to mitigate the challenges associated with, you know, the, the, the adversaries, in this case, cyber, cyber criminals, right? Um, so, you know, I think it is a, uh, look, I can tell you uh, on the corporate level, it is a board level discussion that gets louder and louder, despite, regardless of economy, regardless of you know where a company is in its life cycle. It is it has a very high awareness. So you know, I it, to me, it's one of the better, most secular. It's one of the best, if not the best, secular opportunity um, in in technology going looking forward over the next three to five years. So from the boardroom down to the individual consumer, yep. we're all faced with this threat uh, and challenge as well. Now, you've got us on the hook yeah. here, Mike. What's the uh, personal yeah. experience you referred to? I mean, it was, you, you know, you could have, you know, one would think that in my role, in my job where I invest in these companies and I'm very aware of, of the products, um, you know, I last week I was at work. I was focused on something, and I received a phone call on my cell phone that I happened to pick up. You know, some you know some type of you know announcement regarding you know we noticed you just bought an iPhone. Um, are you sure you bought the iPhone? So I thought it was someone contacting me preventatively. Um, I was very skeptical. The you know in this case the phishing attack uh, followed by followed a uh, follow, was followed very quickly by a text that looked very official um, and I was literally a keystroke um, within giving them my information um, and I immediately thought boy if I can be almost you know almost kind of duped into it. What about my mom, who, by the way, uses her, you know, her iPhone all the time because um, that's the phone she carries? Um, uh, you know, so it made me think about just how vulnerable we are. And, it, you know, it couldn't have been done better. Luckily, I didn't fall for it. Uh, but, you know, it definitely it definitely uh, spooked me um, and required some effort on my part to go and change a password, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, what made you stop just out of interest there, Mike? What yeah, was the point when you realized this isn't right? Because it's 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 a point that we all face increasingly. We're all subject to these fishes. It's a great question, and it's a good example of kind of multimodal uh, communication that enterprises, that companies have now with their consumers. I immediately logged on to the website, um, started a chat with the agent for, uh, with with an agent from the purported company, asked that agent via chat, um, you know, do you see a iPhone order uh, for, for, you know, for me in this case? Um, I follow that up with a phone call just to make sure everything, 
kind of was, was kind of on the up and up. And I ended up, you know, as I said, I went through the process of changing my username and password. But it was really an interesting example, um, kind of, you know, after the fact of thinking about how it, it, companies really need to be able to interact with their customers, both in a chat modality as well as, you know, in a live modality. And that information needs to go across that across to the to the various agents. So, I mean, unbeknown, you know, not purposely done, but it was re- really kind of bells and whistles went off in my head. And I'm like, oh, that's why com- some companies sell a solution that enables that. And I thought it was really interesting, uh, interesting example of a kind of a technology in action. And we'll get on to those companies that are involved in cybersecurity Absolutely. A little, um, uh, in a little while. But um, I'm interested in just focusing on this uh, issue of how we deal with cyber criminals and how we deal with phishing exercises like that, because your experience is the same as many millions of people who've had exactly the same kind of encounter. And of course, it happens to businesses as well. Breaches happening yep. to businesses on what it feels like a daily basis. What Any particular examples that come to mind for you of either businesses or organizations recently that yeah. are subject to these cyber attacks? I mean, first of all, I think, you know, if you open up a newspaper or go online to read a newspaper like many people do today, you know, the prevalence of you know cybersecurity incidents is is extremely high. You know, you know, in the United States, for example, right now, uh, we have quite quite a, quite a security breach uh, occurring or, or that has occurred, and it's getting a lot of press with respect to uh, the uh, the Air Force. Uh, sorry, um, it's it's not the Army; it's the National Guard individual who was with his you know gaming friends, uh, and they were talking about you know. Very secure, uh, very secure events that probably national he, he, security, national security events yeah. that probably never should have gotten, you know, should have never been uh, in his hand. So I think it runs the gamut, right? I mean, I know in the UK recently there's been a challenge with Capita. Um, you know, I, I don't think you have to look very far to see you know, cybersecurity breaches, events, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I'm that individual in our example, um, as you thought about businesses, uh, you know, individuals, businesses and governments. And we've just given you two, we've just talked about two, two other examples. Look, I think here again, it's that overarching theme that there is a cybersecurity tax that most companies need to be, invest in or the cybersecurity Tax may be the wrong word, but a cybersecurity framework that companies need to invest in as they think about making their businesses, moving them to the cloud. If I think about artificial intelligence, if I think about traditional data centers, those are all really, uh, really target rich environments that cyber cyber criminals want want to attack. And it. Sorry. Now, I was going to say, I want to ask you about uh, the move to the cloud here, Mike, because many companies have, of course, been doing that, many more still to follow. But what are the implications for cybersecurity? Is it generally safer to be in the cloud or are different risks posed? I think it's I think it's a little of both in that it's safer to the extent that, you know, if you think about the number of resources that an organization like an Amazon is uh, points to on their, you know, for protecting 
the cyber protecting the, the you know AWS, which is their their cloud based service. Like there are literally, my guess, thousands of employees focused on making sure that that's a safe a safe service. And if I think about kind of a medium sized business and how stretched their resources are from a technology perspective, if they are running, you know, a service themselves, you know, in a data center, I think that that's a fairly vulnerable situation. Having said that, I mean, the framework that both the cloud service providers are are using and cloud application companies are using and the data center framework is the same framework. And that's really this notion of a layered approach to security, whereby we basically acknowledge that we're probably going to get breached somehow, some way, but we need additional layers of security. So almost think of it as you know, think about it, uh, uh, an old castle, right? Where you had the moat and then you had the, you know, the big wooden doors with steel and then you had the turrets um, that allowed people to shoot arrow. I mean, it's really thinking about your, it's really thinking about the cyber, the, your cyber protection as a layer, layered protection zones. Um, and that is creating the opportunity uh, for spin. And it's, a, it, you know, I, I think that uh, I, the last report I looked at, you know, 12.6% per annum spinning out to 2030. And by the way, I don't think they're off on that. I think that that's a fair, you know, it's going to ebb and flow uh, depending on the year and the and the overall environment. But I think it's going to, we're going to see really healthy spend uh, just given the relative importance of this and how it just has everyone's, you know, it has it has mind share across you know the board, the CEO, the chief security officer. So everybody's kind of in alignment as to how important this is. Well, Mike, it's been a fascinating conversation, but sadly we're out of time. We're going to stick with this topic though for the next podcast, and we're going to be getting more of Mike's views on the cybersecurity challenge, in particular his thoughts on the companies that focus on cybersecurity. Now, if you've got any questions on the trust, please do go to the website. That's alliancetechnologytrust.com or contact one of the sales teams. Thank you for listening. And from all of us, it's goodbye.